Hey everyone, this is a multi-part series, so if you want to go back and start at part one, that's definitely recommended. You can also hear this whole thing uninterrupted at a atheaterinthedark.com. Enjoy! A Theater in the Dark presents A Murder in the Court of Xanadu Written by Corey Bradbury The cast includes... Nessa Amherst, Robinson J. Cyprian, Van Farrow, Gabriel Fries, and Aaron Lynn as Marla. This project is supported in part by a grant by the Illinois Arts Council Agency, a state agency, and supported in part by an individual artist's program grant from the City of Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. The show's original music is composed and performed by Paul Sotnik and is directed by the author. widely known Ahmad has one weakness, and that Achilles' heel, Cain's son, Jimgim. The name translates into true gold, I think. A double-named man, an heir apparent to Xanadu's interests and fortunes. Jimgim was built like a full-grown black bear and had the mind of a hawk on the hunt. As the cobra fears none but the mongoose, so Ahmad feared that first son of Cain's feared he'd be brought to his knees by a boy, and almost was, once. I heard this story, another story about Ahmad, see. It goes a little something like this. While Cain's taste for women never glanced edge, boundary, comfort zone, or hesitation, Ahmad himself was no stranger to delight. One night, Ahmad had thrown a party for the members of his own elite guard, but the party got a bit too rowdy. And someone started talking something that got a bit too close to the word we mentioned earlier. Did you hear it? Insurrection. And guess which double-named son of a cane overheard this rumor? Forget about the mud! Now you hear Cain. Is your glass empty? Well then, have it filled! This story and its glory are all mine. I am the fourth son of my father, but I am the first in strength. When I was born, my own mother, who gave my siblings to a nanny, chose to rear me on her own. My father was tough and a great man, though even he was nothing compared to my grandfather, the greatest of all kings. That might sound like it was long ago, but it wasn't. Your grandfather lived then too. Once, when an older brother of mine, upon receiving an important task for the company's behalf, indulged in too much local nightlife, <laughs> Grandfather beat him 70 times, armed only with the sole of one of his shoes. That son, my brother, resigned in disgrace. I learned quickly, and so I'm tough, tougher than that iron we found sitting under that mountain. Before my grandfather died, he declared, Young Cain's words are well worth attention. See you heed what he says. One day he'll sit in my seat and bring you the kind of fortune you've enjoyed in my own day. 
and then he died. That was when I was 12. Now I'm older. Now I have 10 sons, and they all know better than to bring disgrace upon their father. Ahmad approaches. It's time for the fight. Remember the story I was telling? The one about the word insurrection? Good uh, God, Samad. Uh, Your face is badly bruised. Your lip and face are nearly split open. What's happened? It's nothing. It's nothing. It looks like someone struck you with a staff. <laughs> Drink with me. You look like you need it. I was hit by a small car and knocked down. A car? Where is he? Where is that liar? Ah, oh, my son, Jim Gim. You observed the sea. <laughs> observed it. I lived it. I'm the bastard who just beat this mongrel dog on the snout. Ahmad's house is no friend to the great cane. He lavishes prices on his own guard while inciting them to revolt. Revolt? Do you know what you're saying? I had nothing to what, do with that. What, Ahmad, are you afraid to admit? Jim Gim punched you square in the face? Come on, face me like a man. Kane, I attended your wedding. I was there at this son's birth. And I, Ahmad, am the only one who can convince our foes in China to cede to our demands. Can you not nude her, this ill-bred tabby? Careful there, Ahmad. Jim Gim is one of my most trusted sons. And of course, he's always been my favorite. That's why he's heir to Xanadu after all. So tread lightly when you call him ill-bred. Though, Jim Gim, did you call yourself bastard? This company makes bastards of us all. You should hear me out, father, and beware. When Jim Gim speaks, I listen. Then hear, hear. You've best rid yourself of this malevolent fox. First a dog and now a fox. You mix your metaphors. <laughs> oh, you jest both. Dogs and foxes each have use, though neither are as dependable as the falcon. Get up from the ground, Ahmad. It looks like you've been caught red-handed here. Won't anyone join me for a drink? No. You're taking this a little too glibly. My man was there. He reported to me what I've known all along, that Ahmad is nothing Jim, but Jim, a no good- Jim, let him good. stand. Come on, get up now. We can't get blood on the floor, not in here. The soul's contained within the blood, you know, and it's a sin to spill blood on the ground. That's why your grandpa owns such big carpets, so he could roll his enemies up and have them trampled without making a mess. You've probably heard that old rumor, eh? Now come on, Jim Gim, let Ahmad stand why up! Why let a snake stand on knees that don't exist? Another beast? Soon I'll be the whole kingdom. Oh! You'd like that, wouldn't you? Kane, I won't have it! I'll quit Xanadu! You can find someone else to tell the banks we don't have the money to pay our loans! Oh, quiet now! You've missed a history lesson here. Quiet to you both. I have the solution, which in itself was already in motion when this unruly fight broke out. Ahmad, these days I'll keep a closer eye on you. Clearly you've earned a tighter leash for now. Uh, Jim Gim for you! You're needed urgently on matters of business, for which I dare not trust another soul except my son. At your service. Then go. Find Marigold. And what about- I'll handle this, Jim Gim. Well now, Ahmad. What else is left? Should I beat you myself, or is the warning from my son Jim Gim enough? I've never been treated that way in my life. You wouldn't have been if your own father had taught you fighting instead of sneaking. I don't sneak. You do sneak, and you sneak very well. Just make sure that when you do, you do it in my name, for me alone. Kane, 
You have my word and my allegiance. Well, then go. We've a nurse on staff, you know. I don't need a nurse. Well, I need a drink. Oh, by the way, your gravest sin of all, next time you throw a massive party, make sure I'm sent the invitation. <laughs> From that day on, Ahmad's face grew grim at the slightest mention of Kane's son, Jim Gim. Let's stay a moment more in this past tense to hear what Almighty Kane has to say, and also to meet Marigold, with whom I have an important moment later. Thanks to Kane's rambunctious drinking habit, she's pretty much what keeps things running here. Especially after... Oh, here's Kane. Ah, Marigold. I hope you caught my drift. I almost didn't, but then I had it. Papers for you to sign at your leisure. Jim Gim on assignment to Dakota? That's why you're invaluable to me. Oh, get me a cube of ice while I sign. Yes, I had to alter earlier plans when reality charged into my office just now in the forms of two boys fighting. I wasn't sure exactly your intent, but I gave it my best guess based on Jim Gim's entrance with bluster on his brow. Oh, he's always bluster, but effective when bluster is required, which is often. I don't forget to initial. There. And there. My son is no socket wrench, but a hammer. Hm. All men are tools. And what are all women? Lovely little playthings. And that makes me... Well, you... Sign here. You're different. And here, please. And initial here. Oh, you're much more manly. You're just saying that because I socked you once in the nose my first week working here, and you learned your lesson early on. <laughs> who can remember the whys and whens of who convinced who of what and how? I can. You haven't tried to put your hand up my skirt ever since, Kane. I call that a win. Oh. Back to my point. All men have uses. Look at Ahmad. Look at the Muslims. Look at last quarter's profit statement. It's looking like Xanadu is saved. Muslim? What's being Muslim got to do with it? They're good at math, and Ahmad is the best. You must be joking. And aren't you Christian? No. No. Though my wife was before she died. I converted for a time, but found it empty. Mostly full of long promises. If one of those other religions, the ones with the real devils and demons, were to attack me, how could that Jesus, that pacifistic do-gooder, how could he come to my rescue? By forgiving them? I hadn't thought of it quite like that. That's because no one sends jinns after you, but they do send devils after me. No one cares for anyone except for Cain. In any case, the world of Islam owes Xanadu more than the Chinese. On account of our earliest conquests, trials my grandfather undertook and won. And if we lost the Islamic world, we lose a great percentage of our portfolio. Where's that jeweler Marla? I'd like to order an onyx the size of an ostrich egg. As brilliant as my financier, Ahmad, I had a dream about it you last night. You let your love for trinkets blind you, Kane. Ahmad may be brilliant, but he's brilliant in the dark as well as in the daytime. I don't know if Jim Gim's rumor was true. The rumor about Ahmad's betrayal. That rumor about the insurrection. But if true, then Ahmad's a demon sent from any god or devil that you please. Yes, you're right. You usually are. 
I can see Ahmad's ego needs deflating. Yes, we'll set up an investigation and give Ahmad some salt for his bruised lip. <laughs> see that it happens. I know that you will. Marigold guards herself so closely. Let's pause a moment and hear what's on her mind before we head back to the present day. Have you ever run a hundred miles straight? I bet if you did, you'd fall over dead. This is what Kane's grandfather knew so well since he spent his own childhood on the run and so established an unusual method to send his messages. He stationed men. After becoming an Emperor King, six miles apart at predetermined posts, whose only job was to move back and forth between these two unchanging positions, instead of running a full marathon each time Kane needed to mail a memo. No long-term travel, each granted a home, and through this net, Kane's word is lightning stretching across the breadth of Xanadu without the need for, uh, messy paper trails. And central to this web is the home post, whose station guard receives the news from the world, each earning disappointment through great deeds and issues responses as Zeus does thunder. I am that home field guard, and I'll be damned if anything happens here I don't know of. Let me let you in on a trade secret. One alluded to, but not yet spoken. Around that time, about six years ago, Kane tried to conquer the Japanese market. It wiped out Xanadu's tremendous reserves, like the brutal hurricane they call the Kamikaze. Xanadu was done for. Kane learned his lesson. We barely eked by to regain footing. Then three years later, the bastard, wouldn't you know, tried again! And that attempt failed as hard as the first. I told you earlier, it was Bayan. The plan was a disastrous fiasco and nearly undid my life of hard work. When Xanadu defaulted on its loan, a small country went into bankruptcy. I won't say which. Didn't you hear the news? Weren't you paying attention to the news? A message for you from King Ahmad. Straight from the home field, direct upstairs. It went to the press first thing this morning. No! How quaint. What's this? You said this has gone out to the media? What is this official censure? Guilty? Guilty of followers insubordinate. All I did was host a house party. If Kane hadn't been drinking, he'd have seen I had nothing to do with that vile idea. What an insult. Kane may as well beat me with a rod than send this message out as an official press release. Wait, what's this below? Worthy of promotion? The head of a new office, how's that? Regulating capital expenditures. Even scolded, I'm indispensable. The slap on the wrist comes with a raise. That or Kane is gaslighting me. Hold on. Kane must be strapped for cash. Or a bit drunk. I'll leave you to figure out which it is. Is it any wonder that Kane depends upon my genius? I am Xanadu's gatekeeper. Kane can't play global commerce without me. He doesn't know any of the rules of the trade. I don't want his power. Let him lead his own global company. But I won't go down on a sinking ship and I won't be insulted by a boy. Cain's blood is from. They slit the animal by the throat. Where my blood hails home, 
we slid them by the belly. Where do you prefer to make your own cut? I'll use this new position to wreck a fever on the body from within. A red cane of his son, then take what's mine. What I want is to crush my enemy. I've played second fiddle, but no longer. Now, no man crossing me keeps his life long. to A Murder in the Court of Xanadu, written and directed by Corey Bradbury. This project is supported in part by a grant by the Illinois Arts Council Agency, a state agency, and supported in part by an individual artist's program grant from the City of Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. Our cast includes Nessa Amherst as Marigold, Robinson J. Cyprian as Kane, Van Farrow as Jim Gim, Bion, and others, Gabriel Freeze as Ahmad, and Aaron Lynn as Marla. Original music written and composed by Paul Sotnik. Special thanks to John Olson Communications. This audio play was produced and sound designed by Corey Bradbury. To hear more audio plays, visit us online at atheaterinthedark.com. A Theater in the Dark creates stories through sound. Let's hear a short excerpt from another original audio play of ours, Literary Adventure, A White Whale, or Moby Dick. Well, off there, keep him nailed. All hands to the riggings of the boats. Collect the oars. Papunas, the irons. Voice the royals higher. Helm there, steady for your life. I'll ten times girdle the unmeasured globe. Yay, and die great. Great God, but for one single instant show thyself. Never wilt thou capture him, old man. No more of this. It's worse than devil's madness. Two days chased, twice stove to splinters. Thy very leg once more snatched from under thee. What more wouldst thou have? Though we keep chasing this murderous fish till he drags us to the bottom of the sea? Though we be towed by him to hell? Ahab is forever Ahab mad. T'was rehearsed by thee and me a billion years before this ocean rolled. I am the fate's lieutenant. I act on the orders, thou obeyest mine. You can hear this audio play uninterrupted at our website, atheaterinthedark.com.